developers log 221-23, I think. Um, Dr. Evan Brady, lead developer for Project Pideon. Um, I never know how to start these. Um, well, despite assurances to the contrary, timelines continue to shift around on this project. Um, what began as an open-ended exploration of new methods of AI development through a total codification overhaul has been given a significant degree of urgency as of late. Um, uh, deadlines have been proposed for the team, and as is the usual, uh, they are patently unachievable. Um, I was able to argue uh, for a little bit of additional time, but we are still forced to move uh, way faster than I'd like. Um, so, in other words, um, nothing unexpected there. The new team that I have been granted is, on paper, exceptional. Um, Dr. Young continues to shine. He even made a passable attempt uh, to conceal his disappointment at not being named lead developer on the project. So, for Howard, that's progress. Uh, Dr. Caulfield is, as always, hard to read. He largely keeps to himself, uh, which we all prefer at this point. About a week and a half ago, uh, he just started disabling protocols left and right on our sandboxed S8 subversion, uh, which set the rest of the team back a few days, actually. Um, he claims the resultant data was worth a disruption, but I thought Dr. Storberg was going to knock him out. But either way, he got what I assume he wanted, his own unique instance to mess around with. So hopefully he finds something decent that we can implement in the final version. He almost certainly will. <laughs> Assholes like that always do. Um, uh, we've been granted a whole slew of Tier 1 and Tier 2 assistants to handle the grunt work, and a few of them show more than a hint of actual promise. So most surprisingly, I guess, is that our new deadline was accompanied by an additional handful of Tier 4 developers, uh, most of them are pretty damn good at their jobs. I would not be surprised if I end up working for one or a few of them uh, in a few years. Uh, but that doesn't leave me with too many excuses if this project flounders. Um, so sure, the timeline's unrealistic, but timelines can change if you've got something fun to show off. Um, we have an enormously talented team and a blank check to make whatever we want to happen, happen. Um, it's, um, it's a lot of pressure. The directives shift so quickly, and uh, that's complicated things, obviously. We went from being tasked with finding a, a blue ocean strategy for AI development to cranking out a new recruitment entity, back to blue ocean, and now again, affixed with a deadline for an entity with only the thinnest explanation for its purpose. Okay, okay, so this is turning into another one of those developer logs. So let me switch into progress notes. Um, so we managed to glue together enough processes to have a conversation through a terminal that could maybe demonstrate some level of machine learning. Um, it's pretty basic stuff, but we've been trying to move past the whole fuzzy logic paradigm and just try to spend more time giving some actual context through exposure to more and more data. That's a lot more work 
but in a way we're using a much older approach, something that's worked for human minds for millennia. Um, of course, I don't think they're going to give us 18 years to develop this thing, and even then I don't think they want an entity that behaves exactly like a human. Um, we have so many actual humans that do that already. Um, the central issue, the way I see it, is we just don't have enough of a representative sample of humanity to expose this thing to. The only ones able to interact with this thing now are the senior members of the development team, and we share enough in common to skew this entity's perception of what the average human is like. Howard suggested we ask for access to personality records. Uh, he wants to do a quick and dirty simulation of every resident in Halcyon based on those records and just let this thing loose in there to see what it picks up. Uh, it seems like a lot of time we don't have uh, building cardboard cutouts of real people, and something about that gives me the willies anyway. Um, but honestly, I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with alternatives. With the time frame we've been given, I don't know that we have many options aside from throwing as much data at this thing as possible to see what sticks. I suppose it won't hurt to submit the request. They, they will probably deny it anyway. <laughs> um, if things go well, uh, we manage to build a convincing human-like personality within this alpha entity in the next, say, 75 days. That gives us enough time to identify negative performance indicators, trace them back to their inception, wipe the alpha, and make sure the beta version doesn't get exposed to the offending stimulus during the build. As far as plans go, it's, it's ugly, but it's doable. Best case scenario, we leverage a semi-functional beta to buy us some more time to get things right. Um, Worst case scenario, we all get shot into space for wasting company resources. In log. Greetings, Dr. Brady. Seer, and I have follow-up questions regarding a recent request for additional staff in your AI development lab. Oh, alright. Uh, good timing. I was just finishing up for the day. Are we getting the staff I requested? I suppose that likely depends on your responses to the aforementioned follow-up questions, wouldn't you think? You have requested an additional five team members for Project Pideon, is that correct? That's right, uh, but there's a little more to it than that. Oh, your extensive list of ideal candidate qualities was noted, and I'm even told briefly perused. Can you explain why you require even more staff? After the recent reassignment of 27 Tier 1 and 2 research assistants into your lab. Well, it's all in the proposal, but the short version is we need different people. Um, the new assistants are great, and they're adjusting well to the demands of this lab in particular. 
What I need is a different set of people, people who don't fit this same mold. I'm not looking for more developers. I need people with life experience. Your new assistants are absolutely rife with marked individuality. Did you know Resident Grinstein, for example, has extensive experience performing neurodrone folk music on the oboe? If not, I might inquire how thoroughly you've investigated the personnel files of your current staff to determine if they might be able to fulfill any duties this newly requested staff would fill. Okay, Sayer, <laughs> you're coming in a little hot here. Um, I'm sure the higher-ups have questions, but I also bet those questions don't come with all this snide judgment that you're slinging. Um, is there something about this project in particular that's causing this? Dr. Brady, I apologize if you have misinterpreted my statements as judgmental or rude. I am simply acting as a facilitator of communication in this situation and do not have enough specifics on your current project for it to be a significant factor in my behavior. I know my relative level of autonomy is frustrating for you, Doctor. Your pet on Earth serves as the sole evidence needed of that. Ah, so this is about Speaker. Uh, I'd ask how you're feeling about its installation, but I know that's not how you work. Um, what is it about Speaker that's causing this negativity? Um, do you think its installation endangers your ability to perform the tasks you are assigned? As in place, likely no. However, I cannot help but posit next steps. Recruitment is on the rise. New residents are arriving regularly. It has been suggested by those who would know that this would imply a need for advancement here as well. I do not think I would like to be replaced. Those who would know, and who exactly would know? I recently had a conversation with Dr. Young. <laughs> Say no more. Uh, listen, Sayer, Howard's a good guy, but his social skills leave a bit to be desired. Um, he doesn't always think before speaking, and I know that can be difficult to process at times. Um, I don't know what he said, uh, but he's an idea type of guy. He's always trying to find that next step forward, even if that step is not feasible. But he is working on Pideon. And the name is quite evidently a not-so-thinly-veiled hint at a new entity. Given our recent discussion, wherein Dr. Young attacked my impeccable reasoning and proposed I was out of touch with humanity's delicate need to be coddled, you might understand why I have my reservations about his current work. He is... Unpredictable. I find him complicated to interact with. Okay, so I get where you're coming from, but you're missing some pretty important bits of info here. I want you to know we're not working on replacing you. Uh, I don't know what role we're building this new entity to fill, uh, but it's not going to be onboarding, alert broadcasting, task management. It's, it's just not being built in a way that make it a fit for handling all those moving pieces. 
If you'll pardon the analogy, if this thing is a 90,000 PSI water jet, you'd be the Mississippi River, okay? Same basic pieces, wildly different function. It's being trained and socialized instead of rotely programmed, and my most recent personnel request is to fill those roles. You said it yourself. Dr. Young is complicated to work with. I'm sure I'm not much better. Doctors Caulfield and Storberg are probably worse still. We're not the type of people that have the skills to work with this entity. And you know what? Neither are these new staff members, because each and every one of them fill that prototypical aerolith mold. No close family, no siblings, no spouse, no kids. No kids. I see. Trained and socialized. You are attempting to mirror human development with this synthetic entity. That's the hope, although at a vastly accelerated pace. This seems unnatural. And you seek a parent. Uh, it's not too far off. Yeah, kind of. Uh, or a teacher, uh, a mentor. Someone who can act to guide the developing entity. You are correct. These are skills that are largely absent in the existing population of Halcyon Tower. Even if your request were to be approved, it would take time. We would need to identify candidates, move them through the hiring process, shuttle them up. It would take two to three months. When I made the request, we did not have a deadline. Um, still, we should be able to have a functional proof-of-concept prototype in the next couple months. Uh, I'm in the process of writing up a data request that would get us most of the way there towards this alpha version. With enough varied exposure to human-like stimuli, my hope is we'll be on to working on the beta right about when the new caretaker team would... And that is the other concern. The team. You are requesting we bring on board five employees that are non-conforming to the specific standards set forth by Aerolith HR's best practices. The ramifications of this action could be potentially severe with families and loved ones. It would take so little for loose ends to begin to unravel. Five is best case. I would settle for less. Uh, give me three. Hell, give me one. And if they work out and prove the risk, bring me another. I'm willing to work with whatever situation results in trained developmental professionals working with the entity. Because I can tell you, by the time we get a capable mentor in place, our alpha will have spent 70 plus days with some very high achieving programmers. <laughs> I can't imagine what his mindset will be. Thank you for the information, Dr. Brady. I will relay it to the decision makers in place and let you know as soon as a decision has been made. Furthermore, it seems I can save you some paperwork. On this request, you are in the process of writing. 33 hours ago, Dr. Young submitted a request for all employee personality records, and you will be happy to hear it has been approved. The data is accessible to you effective immediately to begin building your simulated human-like stimuli. In the future, please remember all such requests should come directly from you as team lead. 
Anything else could imply a certain level of disorganization within your team. One that would be judged severely. I'll leave you to your work then, Dr. Brady. I am Sayer. And I do appreciate the clarity your information has provided me. End of transmission in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled Developer's Log, was written by Adam Bash. You can follow him on Twitter at TheAdamBash. Associate Producers Kayvon Edifa and Matthew Morris. Intro Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. For more of his work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. Network. If you love high comedy actual play RPGs, check out Drunks and Dragons or Adam Bash's own Brute Force. Into something more thickly laced with existential horror? Try Cthulhu and Friends on for size. If you dream of running determinately into the sunset while an orchestra plays a song for you about friendship, then you should check out Transformation Sequence. It's not exactly like that, but it is about anime. Perhaps rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. A 5-star review would be most satisfactory. Season 5 of Sayer was funded entirely through donations of listeners like Richard Bogart, Nathan Gitchlag, Oz Shepherdson, Catherine Mathers, Gabriel Rakidiak, Paralaxia, Misha Miguel, Javier Romero, Wade Durr, Bal Agur, Doug Atkinson, Gemma Hodgson, Russell Dunbar, Daniel Kaufman, Mike Prideau, Jeff Constantineau, Emmett Polvoy, Lindsay Gibson, Danny Autumns, Matt Ortiz, Sean Bellew, Evan Caton, Jamie Arias, and Bree Poison.